Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel and I have my man, former Redskins fan, I guess current Washington football fan, Sia Najab with me. Sia, how you doing today, buddy? It is going to be hard to retire that name, my friend. I got to be honest with you. I already messed up. <laughs> yeah, already before, messed for, up. for the audience, before the show, we were talking about the formerly the team formerly known as the Redskins. And uh, he kept saying, Michael kept saying Redskins. And, you know, it's all good, right? I mean, I you know, they haven't come up with a new name. Can't we still call them the Redskins until the new name? I don't know how that works. I think so. Um, I just really like the story that came out today or yesterday about the one guy that once he heard that they were doing a name change, he went and bought all the domains to all the potential names that they were even like coming out thinking about. So I, uh, I had a lot of fun with that story, but we are here tonight. We got a lot of actual NFL news, less about name changes, more about actual things that happened. We got PGA, obviously we're at the Memorial, which should be a lot of fun. Same course, little different this time, a little bit bigger of a field. So we're excited about that. We also have Big Jim Thompson coming on. We'll see how many quarters he has taped to his forehead this time. And then it happened. We are going to talk about the Fast and Furious Marathon that I was a part of. So we'll see how it goes, but um, let's not talk about that yet. I know you're excited. I know you're excited, but let's not talk about it yet. Let's let's get to the good stuff. So first things first, um, one of the biggest pieces of news today, I think more important than some of the other re-signings. So Chris Jones He's running it back with the Chiefs. Four years, $85 million deal. It happened uh, only a week ago. I think we were talking about how he came out and was like, yeah, I talked to Le'Veon Bell about, you know, just sitting out. What was it like? What'd you do? How'd you do? So it, it's cool to see him resign. Very excited about that. He's so, so much fun to watch. So how do you think this affects the Chiefs? I know you had a little, uh, you had a little comment in our group chat earlier today. Yeah, so I, it affects the Ravens more than it affects the Chiefs. I mean, we know how important Chris Jones is to the Chiefs, but I think that the Ravens were the unquestioned number one team in the AFC and in the NFL if Chris Jones does not sign with Kansas mm-hmm. City. Now that Chris Jones is signed, and by the way, we also had that week one line that we kind of liked, right, with the Houston Texans against the Kansas yep. City Chiefs with the alleged home field advantage that Kansas City was going to have, but, you know, not really. And it was a 10-point spread, Some you know, some places ticking up to 10.5 or 11 I absolutely love that line if Chris Jones was going to be kind of like perhaps slow to get to camp or slow mm-hmm. to, you know, play week one. So now everything is sort of back to status quo. I mean, you you had it in the notes. I mean, Kansas City's pretty much returning everybody. They still have a very exposable defense, by the way. Oh, yeah. And I and I actually still think that the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And I don't really think that's a super controversial statement. Let's not forget Kansas City was down 24 to nothing to uh, the Houston Texans. And they were down double digits, I believe, to the Titans. And they were down double digits to the San Francisco 49ers. So, yeah, they came back and they won and W's count and rings and all that stuff. But they very easily could have lost one of those games. And the Ravens last year were 14-2 and two, and they completely reloaded somehow with a ton of draft picks and a ton of upside at the skill positions and on defense. So uh, I still think the Ravens are the team, but that Chris Jones signing, what, like it's not just that it happened. It's about when it happened. And it mm-hmm. happened early yeah. enough where he's going to be settled in nicely, and this team is going to be pretty – I, I, I got to admit, you know, I'm not as happy about my Ravens you know, uh, play than I was yesterday. Yes. And and I totally agree with you. I do think I think he was going to play on the franchise tag. I think so many people come out and and say they won't. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to sign it. But it ends up that most people end up signing it and playing on it anyway. So I think he was going to do that. It's hard to miss out on that much money. 
I don't care who you are. I don't, you, I don't have to know your bank account to know however many millions and millions of dollars is difficult to not make for a single year. So it is interesting. And as you said, the notes that we have, uh, so Kansas City is currently still plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. They're one of the, I think, if not the favorite, one of the two favorites with the uh, 49ers as well as the Ravens up there. Just a couple of the things. So they restructured Sammy Watkins deal. They gave him this ridiculous deal a couple of years ago, then pretty much said like, Hey man, if you want to retire, that's fine. But also if you want to come back, we'll pay you way less money. He agreed to that, thankfully. So they're bringing him back. They added Clyde Edwards Hilaire, CEH in the first round. So now they have an actual, you know, great for Damian Williams playoff Damian as Mr. Joe Buck coined him. But I do think Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to add something else to that offense, which is fun. Obviously they extended Patrick Mahomes for 12 years. He's going to be around a while bring in uh, Chris Jones for another four. So he's definitely going to be there. They're returning 20 of 22 starters. That's a pretty incredible number. Most of the time you see a team win a Super Bowl and everybody disperses because they all want to get paid and it's not possible. We saw it with Seattle. We saw it with, um, I mean, pretty the Rams, obviously, only a couple years ago. They didn't even win. But they bring in 20 of 22 starters back. I mean, plus 650, it, it, it makes sense that they're the favorites, man. It's ridiculous. It does make sense that they're the favorites. Absolutely. And, and again, Baltimore, I believe, is like seven to one or eight yeah, to one. Yeah. So those both make sense. And then there's a huge gap after those two teams. But teams with plenty of potential, if you look at Pittsburgh and I mean, I guess New England, if, if Cam is the Cam of old. So there, there's some teams and obviously Indianapolis is an up and coming team as well. Yes. So plenty of teams to contend. But you're right. Those two are the best. Those are the two best teams in the NFL. Perhaps I think San Francisco is somewhere in that conversation, maybe mm-hmm. right Absolutely. after the Ravens. But after those three, I mean, I really think those three teams are the elite teams in the NFL. And then there's definitely a drop down from there. A hundred percent. Could not agree more. So a little bit more news. We have Derrick Henry. Uh, He has come out to say that he's just going to play on that franchise tag. As I was saying before, it's kind of just one of those things. It's difficult. I think franchise tag for running backs is around 10, 11 million dollars, something like that. I don't think it's too surprising. Don't really think the Titans want to pay him considering what we see what happens after running backs on their first contract. Shout out Derek Henry. I hope he makes his money. But the DraftKings Sportsbook, first off, contract year, two of my favorite words. Uh, I think that's very important. So DraftKings Sportsbook has the over under of 13, 25 and a half, the minus 10 on both sides and nothing, no juiciness there. But how do you feel about Derek Henry again in a contract year, again with the potential to run it down people's throats as he did all of last year winning the rushing title? How do you feel about that over under on his yards? Uh, I don't love it. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, a lot of a lot of Derrick Henry's damage came towards the end of the season. And we know that he can sort of get bottled up at times uh, you, when he gets free space or when he gets a few yards ahead of steam, so to speak, mm-hmm. then he can really be electric. But no, I, I wouldn't be if anything, I'd be looking at like a Derrick Henry prop relative to touchdowns or something like that. But I'm not a big fan of of rushing yards when it comes to props in mm-hmm. the first place. Um, if I was a fan of it, I'll tell you why I'm not a big fan, because obviously running backs can get dinged and miss a game here and there. Now, Derrick Henry doesn't really fall into that class of runners. He's probably going to be able to withstand a full season, assuming we have a full season, of course. But I just, yeah, 13, that's too many yards. It's too many. I'd rather take a chance on, I believe Kenyon Drake's uh, prop mm-hmm. is like 1,050 or something like that. I'd probably r- rather take the over on that just because I think that offense is going to be way more explosive than the Titans offense. Yes. Yes. I uh, agree with you there. I know you're a huge Kenyon Drake fan. I'm not quite as much of a fan, but I'm definitely still on the under with the 1325 just because too many things can happen. I mean, Derrick Henry won the rushing title last year. and He actually missed a game, which was pretty weird. I think he missed week 16, came back 17 and ran for a couple, like 150, 200 yards or whatever. So he is known as November and December. Uh, that's when he makes his money and 
know, shout out to him. I hope he makes more of it. He's been great for a lot of people for a while. So more franchise tag news. It looks like Dak Prescott uh, still has not figured out a long-term deal. Still does not look like he's going to become the Patrick Mahomes of the Cowboys. And I'm laughing as I'm saying that uh, Dak right now, plus 1400 to win the MVP. His over under on yards is 42, 75 and a half. Again, minus 110 to both sides. Do either of those bets, knowing that Dak again is kind of playing for that contract one more time last year, he did pretty darn well. I mean, does do either of those numbers kind of jump out at you? Maybe a little extra value you can find here or there. The MVP number doesn't jump out to me at all. I actually like the over. I mean, I, I do think so. It's hard to say because Jason Garrett isn't there anymore. But with the weapons that they have, and honestly, their defense isn't great, so they they, they will be passing the ball maybe a, a little bit more than people expect. Uh, I think that number's fair. I'm not touching it, but if I had to bet it, I would take the over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I I think I agree with you. I'm probably not going to touch it. Actually, I would probably take the under just because I hate the Cowboys. So hopefully Dak does terribly. Or maybe, no, I want the over, so that way they have to pay me for more money. There we go. Did a little mental gymnastics there. That was a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens there. Jason Peters goes back to the Eagles on a one-year deal. Guess he's going to become a guard now. I think they lost a guard already this offseason, unfortunately. And Miles Garrett. Looks like he's about to sign, if he hasn't already, a five-year, $125 million deal. Why, I guess, is my question. What Do you have any questions for that one, Sia? Uh, this is classic Cleveland, right? Yep. And, and I love I love how the, the, the punishment for Miles Garrett has come down from him just being completely reckless and ridiculous with Mason Rudolph. So his punishment slash reward is this huge contract extension, which yes. yeah, I, I don't think he really deserves that. That position typically doesn't deserve a contract extension like that, but I certainly don't believe don't get me wrong. Miles Garrett is a great player. I don't think this is the time to do that with him, especially coming off what, what you have is leverage when you have a player mm-hmm. do something like he did last year, especially coming off a losing season. It's not like he got them to the Super Bowl. It's not like he was. And by the way, that wasn't his first personal foul. That was mm-hmm. ridiculous for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. So, you know, classic Browns, they have some leverage and they decide not to exercise it at all. So I, I will say this, though. You mentioned the DAC over. I'll tell you what. I really like the Cowboys, again, to win the NFC East. And that's still like minus 106 at DraftKings. So I, I understand that, that people are Eagles fans and Carson Wentz and, you know, Doug, you know Peterson and all this stuff, but they're really taking some hits now, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Jason Peters, this feels like you're kind of grasping at straws, right? I mean, yeah. he's he has been a great offensive lineman, a great tackle. They're going to shove him into the guard position. I believe he's 38 years old, going on 39, coming off a lot of injuries. I mean, we're really kind of mixing and matching here to try to get some semblance of the offensive line that the Eagles thought they were going to have. The receivers are all banged up, or they're just saying dumb shit, frankly, whether it's Deshaun Jackson or Alshon Jeffrey that's probably going to start on Pup. So who are you relying on here, like Jay Lynn Rieger? Like, what are we talking here? And then you got Miles Sanders. Who's going to compliment him? Maybe Boston Scott. That's decent. They got a couple good tight ends, but we got to also worry about Wentz is are we sure Wentz is going to be healthy I mean he's he gets banged up a lot ever since that Rams injury a couple years ago he hasn't been as mobile he hasn't been shifting the pocket I mean if we're talking about bets right now I want to talk about the Cowboys forget the props run to your sports book sports book I say that metaphorically because you can just run to your computer but run to your computer and just put that bet in on the Cowboys I know you don't want your money to be sitting there but if you were considering prop bets in the first place just put it on the Cowboys man this is easy this is easy money I still think the Niners to win the NFC West is pretty easy money although that took a hit with the Debo injury Mm -hmm. but there's plenty of bets to make and 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 I think that Cowboys bet is in prime position and by the way for anybody out there who hasn't looked at the first eight games for the Dallas Cowboys, look at it and then run to your sports book and bet the Cowboys to win the NFC East. 
Yes, I agree with you. The Giants are terrible. The Washington football team is probably going to be just as bad, if not worse. And yeah, I agree. Uh, I had a very good argument with a friend of mine who was telling me, well, Carson Wentz isn't injury prone. And then I asked him, does he get hurt every year? He said yes. And I said, to me, that's injury prone. And then we just kind of had an argument back and forth where nobody won that conversation. So yes, Carson Wentz will be hurt. Deshaun Jackson will say anti-Semitic things, unfortunately, and the life, the, the earth continues to spin so once so hold on hold on let me your friend so his his side of the argument is almost irrelevant to me because what we have is two different Carson Wentz. We have the Carson Wentz mm-hmm. pre-injury and we have the Carson Wentz post-injury. And by the way, I'm very familiar with these types of injuries in star quarterbacks because you know I'm the biggest RG3 fan in the world. Boom, Damn I got it. it in. What are we? Damn it, how'd you do now? that? That was incredible. <laughs> yes. ah. We're 12 minutes into the show. I got it. This this streak is is alive and well. It's but ridiculous. my point is, I'm not saying that RG3 is, is the class of quarterback that Carson Wentz is. My point is, is when you were that quarterback that was partly relying on your legs, not just to get yards, but to move the pocket, to buy some time, which, by the way, his first year he was totally doing, and he was doing it very, very successfully. I watched all those games. He's not doing that anymore. To the extent he is trying to get out of the pocket, it doesn't look like the same Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. So whether he's injury-prone or not, which, of course, I think he is, but even if he doesn't get injured this year, do we really know what Carson Wentz we have right now? I mean, if we're thinking of the Carson Wentz of old, that Carson Wentz is gone. So mm-hmm. next time you talk to your friend, just ask him, are you still as confident in Carson Wentz now as you were his his first season out there? Because I, there's no reason for him to be as confident. Nick is shaking his head. Yes, we're going to bring on Nick in a, an absolute second, maybe even leave him there a little bit longer because I, I, I hate Carson Wentz. And really, I just hate the Eagles. Nothing against the guy. I'm sure he's a great dude. But I, I have to agree with you. I mean, 2017 was a long time ago, right? <laughs> you know, it really wasn't that. It was kind of a long time ago at this point, you know, thinking and thinking and, you know, now he's on this huge contract and now he's taking up a lot of cap space. So we'll see what happens. I hope the pressure gets to him and I hope he's bad again. But I do think that year he was incredible. No questions asked was going to win the MVP. And I think they were going to win the Super Bowl with or without him, clearly. So it is what it is. But as I was saying, we're going to be bringing on Nick Bretwish in a second. Nick, don't worry, I'm bringing it on. But I did want to let people know the reason we're bringing Nick on, if you follow us on Twitter, which is at Sports, Nick has been having a lot of fun recently. We've been touting this model a little bit recently. The A-E-T-Y, I'll let him explain it because I'll be honest, it doesn't really, it's just a bunch of acronyms to me. But I understand what it means, and I understand that we're going to win a lot of money. And one thing you have to do to get the model and to use it and the projections and see a lot of these things, Windaily Sports is running a $0.23 cent offer right now. It's $0.23. Cents. You get all of our articles, which are free no matter what, but you also get the one-on-one coaching with people like Sia. You can hop into the PGA Discord. We'll be talking about PGA in a couple minutes. You can hop into the NFL Discord and talk to Nick, ask him questions, what bets he likes, what bets he doesn't. Obviously, you can ask Sia that too. He'll just tell us. We'll get all the 80 to ones. It doesn't really matter. Sia says, put your money on RG3 to make a comeback. I might disagree, but run over to Wendaily Sports backslash 23. It's 23 cents for the first month. You get all of our projections, Obviously, all the articles and cheat sheets, but most importantly, you get the Discord where we get to hang out with our friends, sweat a little bit, and learn about everything. And it's for the entire site, the absolute entire site. You get it all, which I think is the most important part. So definitely go check that out. Try the Discord for free for three days. Super easy. A lot of fun. A lot of conversation, especially with NFL betting coming up, especially with MLB coming up in a couple of days, obviously NBA. And you know we're obviously always talking a little PGA Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, I guess it's really just Monday through Sunday now at this point. but. With that, I will bring on my friend, our friend, Nick Brettwish. Nick, how you doing, buddy? 
Hey, it's a great day to be alive. What's up, fellas? Oh, you stole my life. What's going Sam's on, man? Sam's getting the freaking RG3s. You're getting my life. Man, this is starting to get crazy. <laughs> but Nick, I'm very excited that we're bringing you on today. Obviously, we want to talk about this 80 model a little bit, but I also thought it would be a funny little way to talk about it is because the Madden QB rankings and, and I guess numbers, whatever the heck they're called, ratings, I don't know, they have all been released. And I thought it would be kind of fun to get your take on a few of these. I mean, just I love it. I was going to play Madden today, actually, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to finish Aaron Rodgers' prop today in oh. the 80 mile on Rodgers, and then post it before uh, you know. Give the people a little nightcap. Give the people. Yeah. Well, you already <laughs> said last one for the day, so I really do respect you going out and and really kind of giving them something extra. So I appreciate the hell out of you, Nick. Hey. And I can't wait to make some money, yeah. man. Every good band has an encore, right? So I got to come back out ah, for I was going to say, every good band has two uh, final tours. I also think that's a good way to look at it, too. So I guess we'll we'll rock and roll from there. So just a couple of these quarterbacks, uh, just to run through the top 10 list, I think it'd be kind of funny. Patrick Mahomes in 99, Russell Wilson 97, Lamar Jackson 94, um, RG3, oh, I'm sorry, Drew Brees 93, Tom Brady's at a 90, Aaron Rodgers 89, Matt Ryan 87 Deshaun Watson, 86 Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz both tied at 84. Is there anybody in that list that you want to look at the 80 model and see, see how we can compare and see, see how you feel about it. I'm six game in to Aaron Rodgers and 89 okay. on Madden seems like a slap in the face. He's not that bad. I, yeah. I mean, like just rate his receivers all outside of Devonte Adams, just rate them a 55, but it's not Rogers fault. It's, I mean, his passing completion rating has gone down significantly over the last three years. I don't think he's thrown for over 65% in three years. So that's tough when you're comparing him to a guy like Drew Brees. Who I think throw, like I average him for the 80 mile like 70%, and that's like low-balling Drew Brees. But that's also their route tree. Their you know, average depth of target is so low in New Orleans as compared to Green Bay. They like to chuck it a lot too. But hopefully, you know, Jay Sternberger stepping in there to be a little bit of a slot receiver – you know, I'm high on him, but I just wish the Packers would have picked up somebody other than Devin Funches. But Funches is a good little sleeper pick. I, I think I'm coming around to him a little bit in best ball. See a best ball only. Don't put your season long leagues on him at all. But right now, um, let's look at it. I mean, so well, well, far, first of all, why? Why is Aaron Rodgers below Tom Brady? Tom Brady yeah. hasn't been good in like six years. Like, what are we doing here? Six yeah, might Tom be a Brady. stretch, but like, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. fantasy relevant. He's maybe been good like two years out of the last seven. Sure. Like, what's his what's his rating like? Is his completion or his uh, accuracy through the roof? Like, how the hell is he that high on Madden? Because it, it's the opposite for Tom Brady. Like, make Tom Brady an eighty nine because he's got Godwin, Gronkowski, OJ Howard, Mike Evans. You know all that. Like, the weapons are there for him. They're not there for Rogers. So I, I would just flip the two for sure because Rogers still has a hose on him. I, I I believe in him. I believe in year two of this offense with the four. So. Yeah, I mean, so far through five games, the Aaron Rodgers is projecting way higher than Tom Brady for yardage, and that's pretty and, crazy. Just below Matt Ryan, who throws thirty-seven times a game. So, yeah. Can yeah. I ask you about Matt Ryan because I'm a little insulted that Deshaun Watson is lower than Matt Ryan. I agree. Yeah, that's crazy. I do not understand that at all. Watson could run too. Like, shouldn't that bump up your overall rating in Madden? You would yes. think so. I would hope so. Considering, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous that Deshaun Watt, like, I, I know Sia, Falcons fans, it's at Sia Najad. Sia is not a fan of Matt Ryan. But, Nick, do you hate him as much as Sia does? I don't, I mean, I respect him. Like, I never want to draft him in season long. But, like I said, the guy throw, like, they just throw so much in that offense. You got Julio, you got Ridley, and now you got Hayden Hurst, who I also like a lot. But, 
you know, Todd Gurley, I guess. We'll we'll see what his knee is, but that's a really good pass catching back. So I, I get Matt Ryan, but I would take Deshaun Watson with like a sprained ankle playing on Sunday over healthy Matt Ryan. That's just me. Do you I know? Great. Do you know who the comp is for Matt Ryan? Is Kirk Cousins? They're the same guy. There you go. I I agree. I think Matt Ryan makes better decisions. He doesn't throw the ball away as much and and into trouble. Like I think Ryan up here is a better quarterback than uh, Kirk Cousins for sure. When you look at the tape and everything, but yeah, just raw talent and everything like that. I'd say absolutely. That's a great comp. I love it. And so again, the reason why we wanted to bring you on talk a little Matt uh, talk a little Madden because it's always fun. The sure. internet is up in arms. I mean, we already saw with Saquon Barkley being rated an eighty nine. People complained enough. They Madden then redid their model, and all of a sudden now he's a 91, which I think is great, which just shows you <laughs> they were wrong, obviously. Public is always right, as we know. Um, but really wanted to bring you on to talk about this 80 model a little bit. As we've said, you've been going. You and I had just a simple conversation one day. I had a quick question that I thought was kind of dumb, and then I sat on the phone with you for probably an hour and a half while I watched you work Excel for a, about an hour and a half, and <laughs> you said, man, we might have just changed the game. And I said, no, Nick, you changed the game. I just had a dumb question, and I didn't know how to get it answered. So just tell us a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. See ya. Go. No, no. no before, RG3. because I wasn't part of this. I wasn't part of this conversation. You're not telling it. You're not telling everybody too much on the 80 model, right? No, just, no. Just, outcomes only, right? Sure. Outcomes in the story of it. I get the story of it's hilarious. So Let's go. if I remember correctly, Michael, you were looking at Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz. his yes. just passing yards and everything. You're like, okay, well, I think he could have had a much better year if he had receivers that didn't drop the ball so much. And we looked into the drop rate, and Philly was obviously very high. I think Nelson Aguilar had like 18 himself. So that, that was pretty tough. And then Jeffrey went out. So, yeah, he didn't have a lot, of, a lot to work with. And I started thinking, I don't even know what sparked it because really drop rate has nothing to do with the 80-mile mm-hmm. at all. It just sparked – I don't even want to get into too much detail, but when I'm – I've been back testing it for the last three seasons, mainly on weekly player props. That's where I think this thing is going to get the best bang for its buck, but it's also going to be what I strongly, strongly believe and and trying to be as unbiased as possible because Michael could attest. I've tried to break this model like as many ways as I can be like, there's no way it's this good. There's so much data that goes into it and so much advanced analytics that I really, well, I know I work for a sports book. I know Vegas is not looking into the data that I found. And, and Michael helped spark me to find. So I, I think we have a serious edge. I, as you saw me tweet today, some Vegas lines are great. Like when I when the 80 mile pulls up, just a season long player prop, and it's right, you know, within 100 yards of the Vegas number. I like that. I take that as a win because I know they've been doing it su- successfully for so long. And then when I get like a th- 300 yard, 400 yard, like the Drew Brees and Scrabbency today is it, pretty good. It's like 400 yards. Like I will for sure take the Drew Brees over. Um, based on what the 80 mile says, I think I got him projected for like 400 and 4,300 yards and Vegas has him for 3,900. So yeah, I'm 400 away from them. And I think that's a great lean there, but disclaimer, I tweeted this again, this like CEO and Michael, what are your odds? Like, how do we take the over on anything in a COVID season? Unless your book has a disclaimer on, you know, like, cause they're not going to talk about average per game. So it's not like, Hey, if the NFL says we're only we're closing the season at twelve and we're going to a, a remote playoff or something, because the NFL is going to do whatever they can to keep mm-hmm. the season going. The NBA is doing it, MLB is doing it. The second that English Premier League played a full season, like NFL is not going to take a backseat to a European league at all. Like we know the NFL is too much of a moneymaker for America. So, like what? 
I don't want to bet any overs. I'm cool with every under because if the season gets short, okay, I should win or my bet's going to be void. I don't. I haven't seen any COVID language on any of the sports books. I think that's a problem on their end. Maybe they pull it up next month or something like that. But I don't know. What are your guys' takes on that? Just the whole weird season because obviously we always deal with injuries. But now we got you know, what if Drew Brees gets COVID and he can't play for a month because two weeks quarantine? You know, maybe he's got to do a week of practice before he starts again. Like, there's so much weird things going on that really people aren't talking about in comparison to Vegas. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why that's why props for individual players are obviously going to be in question. But if if the games get trimmed, then the bet's going to be void. You're going to get your, your money back that you put on the ticket. I think every casino, every sports book is going to be doing that. Um, obviously, you want to check with your sports book to make sure, but that's absolutely going to happen. You're right, though. It is a tough question. If somebody gets COVID and they're out for two, maybe three weeks, you're kind of screwed there. And honestly, I don't think I think that's sort of the risk you take because you can fall on the underside and, and that can benefit you. So if an individual player, just like if an individual player is injured, I don't think you're going to get your money back if, if you're taking the over on Breeze and he misses three or four games because of COVID, because it works both ways. So I think the sports books are going to be willing to take that risk. And you just have to if you want to take a bet like that, you have to be willing to take that risk as well. I agree. I think, you know, it's. It's unfortunate because I was so excited for this thing. And as you said, it's it's going to be on a week-to-week basis. It, when Nick and I were checking this out, he pretty much just said, he's like, pick a random quarterback from a random week and let me see what this thing can do. And it, it was so incredible how what we had, what the Vegas line was and then what this model was able to get and how close the model actually was to the actual output, which in certain situations, it was you know, five yards off of what Vegas had and other situations. It was, I think one, there was one that was wacky. It was like case Keenum from last last year. And it was, it just blew up. And the Vegas had him for like, what, like two forty over under. And I think the model had him for like three fifty, and he hit through for like two, 340 something yards and three touchdowns or something. So I'm just, Yeah, millionaire maker winner week one had Case Keenum. I completely took him off my player board in 2019 because obviously I didn't have this model at the time. But I also made a like DFS value. So this is not just for prop betting or anything like that. I think the the value in it this year is the week to week prop betting because like we said, season long prop bets are such a crapshoot right now. I wouldn't mess with them. I think like when I posted Drew Brees, write it down, keep an eye on it. And if the season plays out perfectly, let's let's use this as a guideline for what we do in 2021. If this thing is that good, then we're going to pound it in 2021. But for weekly basis, I think I've never seen anything as accurate as this, as Michael said, and I've tried to break it. Like, it's not like I got lazy, built it one time. I think I'm on like version. I got to be on like 22 or 23 of different weights like i've gone crazy with excel like i guess thank you covid for giving me this much free time to be a mad scientist but yeah like michael said so like the case kingdom example so cool because it it, when i put the dfs pricing from week one of last year the 80 model was spitting me out that this case kingdom was the number one value quarterback play on the board it didn't have him ranked the highest because patrick mahomes i think it loved him and i think he blew up at jacksonville week one whatever it was uh necessarily remember the matchup i think that's what it was it was yep but price per dollar like case came was like 6k or something like that and and mahomes is like 9500 or something like that it's like you could have played all the relevant guys in kc just not use mahomes and use um uh, case keenum but i think the problem would have been i would not have played terry mclaurin week one i must see he's the the washington whisperer i didn't think mclaurin was going to have that big of a role week one and that was the guy to pair him with but 
you know, if I was MMEing, I would have had a shit ton of Case Keenum, and I would have definitely paired him with McLaurin in a couple of them. But, you know, it's just really cool to see that this thing was it back-tested so accurately. I back-tested it through 2017. So, you know, I could talk about this thing for, for days, but it took me, you know, damn near six months. So I'm obviously very proud of it because it's really good. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's so much fun to, to see what you were able to create and how you were able to create it. And I'm just so excited for uh, for all of all the community members here, uh, Sia and I, and, and we got Ghost hanging out in the chat. What's up, Ghost? We appreciate the hell out of you. And yeah, it's just going to be an absolute blast getting to see what this thing does. And again, 23 cents. Uh, the model's obviously not on the website yet. That would be a little difficult. Uh, as as sure. Nick said, he's still doing some stuff to it. But projections, man. You're gonna want to. We're gonna want to see our projections, and if it's twenty three cents for the first month, and then twenty bucks a month after that, not gonna promise you you're gonna make your money back because I think that might be illegal. See ya. Please look into that. But <laughs> I think it's gonna be very, very worth everybody's incentive. What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I was gonna say like that the lead because I know we like on Twitter today we put out a lot of those props, but by far the lead is what we just talked about which is the week to week stuff whether it's the props like passing yards you know they, you know ev- almost every site at this point has passing yard props for quarterbacks rushing yard you know for for running backs and so on and so forth who's going to be the number one and they just have like a list of odds so from that type of prop bet you know that just weekly one but then dfs i mean this is really and i mean i it's it kind of blows my mind how accurate it is when when he did back test it so and i know we have a lot of new subscribers just from you know just from yesterday really yeah. from you know yeah. uh with uh joe i can't pronounce his last name uh viewers um site so i think they're going to be really excited about this too i mean this is this is like next level stuff if we're making a money let's go and i think the one cool thing uh nick was playing with as well was uh playing the unit game and saying you know for however many yards over or under the model spits out that's how many units we're going to take and i think if i'm not mistaken at one point this thing was hitting at like 70 percent and just making money hand over fist which i'm very excited about there is going 72.8 to be 72.8 was the last back test and, yeah and hey yeah. i don't know if anybody out there is listening i think all you need is about 53 ish percent to become a professional gambler so hey everybody windailysports.com backslash 23 i think it's going to be worth everybody's time and nick you're always worth our time we appreciate you man thank you thanks for having right, me nick, nick, we'll see you on uh serious this weekend Yes, absolutely. I could talk yeah. about it for days, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I got to get back to work because I got to post a uh, Aaron Rodgers prop here pretty soon. Well, so everybody can work. find that. Well, so everybody can find that. Where can they find you on Twitter? Yes, at Sticks Picks, S T I X P I C K S. And if you missed it, I think I posted four or five already. At four, so Wilson, Breeze, Brady, Ryan, all the bigger names. I'm trying to get rid of first, but yeah, I mean, take my projection. Go look at Pro Football Focus. Anybody else out there? We have a decent difference from the field. You know, whether or not I'm wrong or they're right is yet to be determined. But I think that's a great value of going to Win Dailies. We're not just going to tell. You know, go to fantasypros.com to hear our rankings. No, they are significantly different. And our NFL season-long rankings are now up on the site. If you uh, haven't seen them yet, uh, go up there or just DM one of us, and we'll send you a link and get you on there right away. I know there's uh, – just look, go look at the running backs. I got a couple people ranked 10 spots higher and 10 spots lower. Like, we're going to be different because that's what it takes to win. 
that is what it takes to win. People like Nick putting in months and months and months and months of time to get this thing right. Obviously, we're hoping he profits a lot of money from it. I don't know actually if he can because your whole job thing, but if no, not, I can. I can, I can bet with okay. the competition. They'll just shut me off pretty cool. quick. I was, <laughs> was going to say, just let me. Quick. Yeah, I'll be in trouble. I'm here in New Jersey. I can place bets wherever. We're we're pretty liberal about it. So just let me know, man, and uh, I'll split the difference with you. How's that sound? Right on. Yeah, I'll need some proxies. Appreciate you, bud. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm so freaking excited for that thing. It is going to be nuts. Seriously, watching him create that and and kind of, and again, I've, I was very, very little part of it. It was just me asking a dumb question and him being like, you know, we have something here. And then literally watching him create it and then watching him do it and do it and do it and over and over again. The fact that it's that freaking accurate is I sincerely, I'm I'm so excited for NFL season if and when it finally gets here. See, I cannot wait. The fact that he even had the brain power to conceive of a model like that, because yeah. it is very complex. I mean, mm-hmm. to him, it's not, but to me, it was. It just in terms of what he factored in. I just, I, I, it's one of those things where like any, anytime you think you're smart and then you meet somebody like Nick, who's doing yep. something that not, it's not just like, Oh, well, if you were doing like you, you could, if you practiced or if you were really paying attention, no, no, that's like, that's not the case. He created something that I really don't think anybody in the industry nope. could have created. And then he back tested it and he came out with that percentage, which is it's incredible. Nuts. I absolutely love it. And I'm so, so flipping excited. Um, just a couple of people over here in the chat. We appreciate all of you. If anyone has any questions, I don't know. I guess you can ask him if you want. I don't know if we'll get to him. Uh, Zach does have a question. NHL talk soon. So Maybe. we should do that. Like we're we're probably going to do that. Yeah, I was going to say we're probably going to do that next week. Okay. When you come back, so you're gonna you're not going to be with us on yep. Thursday or on Sirius on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. I'm taking over your spot for both of those. Mm. Uh, woe is me. I love it. Um, but uh, Tuesday, maybe we'll get to NHL or Thursday because there's, yep. I mean, there's definitely, the schedule just came out for that, mm-hmm. for that for sort of first round of games. So yes, and um, if there's betting, Zach is our man when it comes to betting. So Zach, I am sure that he's going to have some good bets for us. And Austin, what about Sia, man? Sia looks fantastic too. Don't leave him out of this. We all know that. Honestly, he, I, he needs it Michael, more than I do. Michael, if you want to know the truth, I think he's just trying to boost your ego a little bit because I'm always the one getting the compliments, and I didn't mean to sell him out right there. I, it's okay. might have been a it might have been a courtesy. Uh, you're looking good, type thing. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let us move on. That was a lot of NFL, but now we get to see his favorite part. We get to talk about the PGA. The PGA cool. Tour has moved on, not really, to Mirfield. They are still at the same place. They are at the Memorial. And, oh, man, I'll let you say that first line in the notes because that does, that makes me real sad. But we're excited for it. It should be fun. Tiger is back in the field, which is always great. I mean, I, I posted it up on Twitter today at Michael Raziel one Just the amount of bets and handles already on Tiger, which, I don't know, man. I feel like if anybody's going to be rusty, it's the guy who hasn't played since, like, ha- has he even played since, like, March or February. We'll see what happens. But a lot of the public loves him. The number of bets, the amount of money that's on him is awesome. So we'll see. But Sia, talk to me. Talk to me a little bit about the second event at Muirfield. What some of these different things, uh, you know, what's the, the course might take for us the second time around. So it, there's not much difference. Okay, so okay. The, 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 the greens are going to be a little faster. So, you know, in, in theory, you got to be a little bit more precise of a putter, which, you know, is going to be a problem for some people. Uh, the rough is going to be grown from basically three inches to four inches. So if you're wayward on your your tee shot or your approach shot, like you definitely, you know, are going to have some issues. Uh, guys like, 
you know, Bryson can get it out of four inches pretty easily, but it, there will be some issues. And then the around the green game, yeah, the around the green game uh, is going to be a little bit more important, I think, this week than it has been actually since the restart. So that's something to definitely consider as a bigger factor now than, than it's been, you know, since we had uh, play suspended. Uh, but but the headline, Michael, what you wanted to know is if if Brooks or and Bryson were going to be paired together uh, and they're not. Unfortunately, they are not going to be a threesome uh, together. Damn. I was super excited for that just to see them get to like kind of like puff out their chests at each other and and try and get excited and see who can crack first, uh, who yells at the the cameraman the best. But hey, it is what it is. Bryson obviously has been on his his game as of late. Brooks, not nearly as much. Actually, I think he did pretty terrible. Did he even make the cut? Did he make the cut last week? It was bad. Sorry. So I was reading the comments uh, about uh, my hair game. So and 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 now I'm distracted. If you're talking about Bryson, he wasn't in the tournament last week. No, Brooks. If I'm not mistaken, Brooks. Oh, did he make the Brooks cut? Missed the cut. But he he, he almost cut. made the cut, but he had a bad Thursday. He he mm-hmm. did a pretty nice job on Friday, but it wasn't enough to come back. So okay. he actually wasn't going to play this week, uh, believe it or not. And he he really had it until Friday to decide if he was going to come and play at the Memorial. And I think because of the bad showing and because he's not really very relevant right now, uh, he decided okay. Tiger Woods is coming back. Bryson's going to be here. I need to show out a little bit. Yes. And uh, just in case anybody out there is wondering, uh, Brooks Kepka did lose Blake of the year for part of my take, which was pretty disappointing. But it is what it is. It's just one of those things that you take it, you leave it, you figure it out. Um, so how much I know the, the whole conversation or, or a piece of the conversation we had last week was that the field wasn't really the field last week. It was a much smaller field. It wasn't as absolutely crazy this week. Obviously, we have Tiger back. Obviously, we have Bryson back. Is, is it? Is it just stacked again, or or what does it look like this week? So you're 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 right and you're wrong. Um, there was a bigger field last week. It oh. was like 150 some. We only have okay. 133 this week. But the difference is, the Michael. Uh, yeah, the name. So like the talent level is the the game. The the bar has been raised quite a bit. So while last week you might have thought, well, this guy in DraftKings, for example, that's six thousand has a real shot to you know make the cut. That's that's. That could happen. There's some 6K guys I like, but but I'll tell you, I'm going to be building more sort of balanced lineups because those guys in the 8 and 9K range, particularly this week, are like really good golfers. Mm-hmm. That would really be at the top of the range, you know, a month ago, three weeks ago when the field was good, but not great. We have we have what you would call like a, a major field. You yes. know, this is like a master's field, a, you know, what an open field, what, whatever you want to say. Like it's it's not a major, but I mean, it may as well be because the talent level is there. That is what I love to hear. And that is what I want to put my money on. So, Jim, we have Jim Thompson waiting in the wing. So we're going to get to him in a couple minutes. I see him in his hoodie. Uh, He's looking real good, looking like he's probably going to go into an MMA fight in a minute. But, Jim, a couple more minutes on PGA, then we'll bring you in. I promise. So, see you. Talk to me. Who, what are we, who, who are our shares? Who, uh, variants? I think that's the word we like to use when we talk PGA. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, all the questions at this point. First of all, props to Jim. He, he creates his own models. Right? You know, he's not even part of the, like the quote, wind daily golf team, but he's, he's very active. Um, and I, and I got to give props to everybody. Uh, Steven, Isaiah, uh, Patrick, Antonio, Antonio. like we, we're all, we're all already kind of parsing it out right now we were just on a on a chat before this uh this live stream started but let me just just, start so well just let me let me just say free articles on windelli sports right now patrick's the range is out which is an incredible course breakdown on everything that you need to know and then sia already has his initial dfs picks out as well so actually pull up that article and uh, i guess kind of read along with everybody how's that sound yeah why not why not i can't see him I'll tell you what, I'm going to try to roll through this pretty quick. Normally, I'll take like 20 minutes. I'll try to like cut it in half a little bit. Okay, okay. so that elite range, which which I would call, 
I mean, you could call it 9K and up, I suppose, because of the uh, the talent level that we have. But 10K and up, we only have five guys, and they're all just amazing. So we got Bryson, JT, Rory, Dustin Johnson, uh, Colin Morikawa. As good as Dustin Johnson was a few weeks ago, I'm not on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't really like where Rory's game is relative to his price. Bryson is great. I think I might have to fade him, although I'll probably have a couple of shares. JT, I'm going to be off because I, you know, if, I have to make an argument somewhere and I have to take a stand somewhere. The way he lost last week, I just don't trust that he's going to be back there late on Sunday. So believe it or not, I'm going to take the guy who won last week in an incredible way. I know you were doing the Fast and Furious live stream, which is part of the reason I want to cut this short because we need to get we need to get talking we'll get about there. that. But I'll tell you what, Colin Morikawa was so good. He's automatic. Normally, I wouldn't take a guy who just won, but guys like Colin Morikawa, I don't think it really matters. I mean, he's just the, – the, the next big shot is just the next shot to him. So it's it's not one of those things where I think he's going to relax. He just hits it the same every time. His irons are amazing. His approaches are amazing. He was hitting the most incredible approaches last week. He was putting well when he had to. Uh, in the playoff, he was lights out. So I like him. If we go down to that 9K well, range – I just have one quick question about that mm-hmm. one, and I know we're going to try and cut this short, so I'm not going to make it too long. Yeah. With what happened a couple weeks ago, we had Morikawa, the way he lost to Berger, and then – what happened last week? We had Morikawa beat JT, as you said, and kind of like an all, you know, same, not quite the same fashion, but it was, you know, playoff hole, the whole thing. Is that the same thing? Because I remember after that happened, you said, you know what, I'm going to be off Morikawa this week just because of what happened. You know, he'll come back and he'll get him the week after. And, and you were 100% right. I think Morikawa either missed the cut or just did he missed not the cut. have he a great showing. Do you yeah. think it's going to be that type of a mental kind of? Kick in the nuts, I guess, for lack of a better term. You mean for Justin Thomas? Correct. Yes. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to miss. The, I don't think it's going to be a drastic issue. Okay. But when you're talking about like taking a stand on one of these guys, and because mm. I'm building building a balanced lineup, okay, I, you know, I'd rather be on the lower end of this elite range than the upper end. And you certainly can't grab two unless you're really just going to be rolling the dice with a couple six mm. K guys. So I would rather take the guy that I don't think has. I don't think it's an issue whether he lost or won the tournament mm-hmm. before. I mean, I just, you know, now that I've really seen him week upon week, the next shot is just another shot to him. And so I don't think, I think last week is already in the rear view mirror. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that for most golfers. I would say it for Colin Morikawa though. I love it. Awesome. Please. Uh, so please. 9K range. I really like Patrick Cantlay. He had a sluggish start to start last week. And that kind of makes sense because th- that was only his second tournament since the restart. But he ended the the weekend. He was fantastic, and, and I believe Sunday he was he was also fantastic. Saturday and Sunday, so I really like him. He won here last year. The year before, I believe he was fourth. Great track record. His game is in order to the extent he had any rust, which I believe it was rust on Thursday and Friday. That's probably gone. So I like Cantlay at ninety eight hundred. I think it's a great price. But if you move down to John Rahm, who also had an amazing Sunday, I think he had seven birdies, an eagle, and two bogeys on oh. Sunday, which is incredible. Yeah. So. His game has started like he had that same sort of Patrick Cantlay's start, kind of sluggish. It's not just that he had a great Sunday because that's recency bias. You know, that could go either way, I suppose. Of course, I like the hot hand, but he's only 9,300. You're never going to get John Rahm at 9,300. I think he's very underpriced here. I would have put him right in that Webb Simpson range at 9,600, maybe even the Cantlay range, frankly, at 9,800. But at 9,300, I think you're getting a great discount. So that that kind of rounds out um, the 9K range. I'm not going to be on Tiger Woods. He does have a great track record here. If you go back to 1999, every time, you know, if you listen to a podcast or, you know, radio or whatever, and they're like, oh man, you know, Tiger's won here five times. It's like, okay, that's great. The last time was 2012. He won three in a row, 99, 2000, 2001. I think he won in maybe 2009. So listen, he's a great player. He's great with his irons. He's great with his approaches, but 
you can't tell me he's so great on this course. Mm-hmm. I understand he's familiar with it and he wins all the time and he hasn't done it in eight years. Like that, that yeah. can't be part of your narrative. So I think he's going to do fine at this tournament, but I'm not going to be on him. He's going to be very chalky for obvious reasons, especially the new player that comes in, the new mm-hmm. DraftKings player, the new better. They're all going to be on Tiger because it's the film familiar name and he could win, but I'm that's, that's bad chalk to me. Let's mm-hmm. put it that yeah. way. And that closes out the 9K range. I love it. Uh, I, I agree with you. As I said, the the amount of handles and the amount of bets already. Uh, and that's how we know where the sharp money is, because the amount of handles and the amount of bets are almost the exact same percentage, which means people are putting a lot of people are putting a small amount of money on Tiger to win. And his numbers are just through the roof right now. So it, it is pretty ridiculous. So let us. Um, oh, Austin wants us to talk about Daniel Berger. So you're going to good news, Austin. Good news, yeah. because we're in the 8K range and I have three Woo. guys that I've highlighted. OK, so Daniel Berger is the first one at 8700 on DraftKings. So uh, last three tourneys, he's finished first, third, and fourth. So yeah. one of those, I think, was the Honda Classic. It was right before the pandemic. And then he's had only two since the since the restart. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like done his rest and his quarantining and all that stuff. But the last two, he's finished first and third. And then, again, before the pandemic, he was already getting hot. Uh, you know, most people were on him right after the break because he was getting hot. But whoever wasn't on him is probably going to be on him now. He is what I would like to call good chalk. He's probably going to be in that 15 to 20% own range. But at 8,700, it's good value. Find your variance, uh, your leverage, your leverage ownership wise in other places. The other two guys in the 8,000 range, Gary Woodland. I didn't really like him last week. I didn't like him the week before. He switched clubs. He he switched drivers, and he went off on Saturday and Sunday. So I like Gary Woodland a lot. Sometimes it's just that club change that can really, like, spark things for the future. And Saturday and Sunday, he was lights out. Actually, Friday, he was pretty good, too. So I like Gary Woodland a lot at 8,600. And then finally, my man crush, my PGA crush, Abraham Anser, great ball striker. He doesn't have a good history here. He, he really doesn't. He's only played two times. I think 65th and 57th were his, his finishing places, and that was the last two years. But honestly, he's sort of – granted, you know, a lot of people are saying Anser, but, but he wasn't the player then that he is now. Well, that might be true, but he was actually pretty good last year. It's just he mm-hmm. wasn't really going noticed, and he was good the year before that, and it wasn't going noticed. So I have a little hesitation with Anser. I am going to have him on teams, but I'm definitely not going to be overweight as much as I like him. He is an outright play for me, though, at 50-1. to 1. That closes out the 8,000 range. Berger and answer being that cheap is confusing considering what they've done since coming back. You'd think recency bias would take effect considering again, Berger won once. And as you said, already got third. Why the hell are they so cheap? So well, what for, for Berger, he hasn't played enough tournaments. I think that's probably it. I think if he had played a couple more and, you know, finished top five, he'd probably be in that like 9,200 range or something, Mm -hmm. but you know, Berger's still not a huge name. I mean, if you look at the, all the players above him, even like the Justin roses, who was terrible last week, uh, there's just so many big names, John Rahm, Patrick Cantley, Xander Shoffley. There's so many big names that are ahead of him. You know, at a certain point, some of these good players are going to have to fall to the 8k range. And that's why it's a good question because that's why we're going to have a balanced approach Mm -hmm. this week in particular. Last week was stars and scrubs. The week before for me was stars and scrubs this week. I'm going to be a little bit more balanced, maybe grab one 10K guy, a few 8K guys, a 7K guy, and then maybe I can fit in a John Rahm or a Patrick Cantley as well. And maybe a secret weapon, but we'll get to that. So let's talk about the 7K range. So this is where it gets a little tough. Um, Paul Casey is on my radar. Uh, he's he's not great around the greens. He's a good ball striker. He's one of those guys that can kind of like hit or miss. Um, I think he's good value at 7,900. He'll probably be a little chalky. He'll be above 15%. I think it's a fine play. It's probably a better cash play than maybe a GPP play, but 
7,900 is probably too low for Paul Casey. He does have blow up potential, but that's just good value. I really like Sergio Garcia at 7,800. He's only, you know, we're, we're looking at around 10% right now from an ownership standpoint. That's not that bad. Um, Tita Green, he's just been awesome. He's mm -hmm. typically a bad putter. And so, you know, it's one of those things with a bad putter, you can get hot, you can be cold like you normally are, but I'm perfectly willing to risk a bad putter, especially a guy that's like Sergio, like Corey Connors is, is sort of a different case. He's pretty good tee to green as well. He's pretty good with his approaches, although off the tee, he hasn't been good lately, but he also has a bad putter. But mm -hmm. if I'm going to, if I'm going to choose one of those and Corey Connors is 7,400, 400 less, if I'm going to choose one of those guys. It's going to be Sergio because he has the pedigree. He can compete with these big boys. He's not intimidated at all. Like Sergio of all people is not intimidated and he's, He's played among these guys for more than a decade, so no issues there. A couple other guys I like in the 7K range. Um, ben Hun An is interesting because he burned a lot of people last week. He's also a bad putter. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, it, because he burned people, he's less than 5%. He actually has a pretty good track record here, though. So the last four tournaments at Memorial. Now, we're not including last week because that was the work day. So it's a little like fuzzy math here a little bit. But the last four at Memorial, tournaments called Memorial, he's he's top 25. So the last four here, he's been top 25 in each of those four. One of them, he was second overall. So pretty solid. I mean, again, yeah. these when you get in the 7K range, you're kind of going for upside, but with every upside player, just like in any other fantasy sport, you've mm -hmm. got the floor too. And, and Ben on and even Paul Casey, they, they do have a floor that's not desirable. Ben on in, in particular. Uh, Kevin Streelman is, is probably the last guy I like. In the, oh, no, there's a couple more. Kevin Streelman I like. He was great last last week. Um, his, his greens and regulation, his accuracy, everything's been been good he's, he's gaining strokes in all categories uh going down that seven thousand. i already mentioned Corey connors i like him don't love him uh ownership about seven percent that's not bad adam hadwin is interesting his accuracy off the tee hasn't been very good so he's mm -hmm. kind of a big name now but he, i may avoid him a little bit i'll have just a couple shares um but it's 7400 you can't deny that that's pretty good value the last guys in the in the 7k range harris english keegan bradley and uh I'll mention Joel Damon, who burned so many people uh, last week, but uh, he's only he's yeah. he's he's rating it under three percent right now. So if you liked him last week, he did burn you. But if you believe in my theory that he kind of gave up because he had such a bad start, then he's perfectly capable of putting together the the strokes gain metrics that that were showing so good before last week. Like if you're entering the Millie Maker and you have two or three lineups, put Damon in one because mm. he's proven in the past that he can have really, really good days. And it, unfortunately, he had a bad day last week. So at, at rating around 3%, uh, that's pretty good. But the one thing I did want to say on Keegan, he was the best guy on approach last week. He just sucked with the putter. So mm. he's a guy at 7,200. That's pretty good. And I'll, I'll close out with this. Um, I like Lucas Glover and Harold Barner at 7,100. In the 6K range, I only have three guys to give you as of right now. We'll develop mm -hmm. this in Discord and with some of the articles that are coming out tomorrow. But um, Troy Merritt, I like a lot at 6,600. Bern Wiesberger, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Weisberger, Wiesberger. Um, Euro Tour guy, but can hang with the big boys. Has won on the Euro Tour before. And then Stuart Sink at 6,100 is interesting. I'm really not going to go in that range, but if you absolutely have to dip down to 6,100, which I kind of hope you don't, but if you do, Stuart Sink, I think he was, I don't have it down here. I think he was 17th last week. He was very good. In, in, you know, a pretty crowded field from a talent standpoint. So at 6,100, that's that's a good price. I love it. And no, last week, Sia had a secret weapon. Sia, do you want to tell us who your secret weapon was last week and what he did? Yeah, it was Richie Warinsky, and he was awesome. He was actually, he was in the top 10 at the close of Friday, and he faded a little bit Saturday and Sunday, but 
he was like 6,500. So you got max mm -hmm. value out of Richie Wierenski. Yep. I wish he had a better Saturday and Sunday, but he was my secret weapon. He was the one I held back from, from the live mm -hmm. stream and the podcast. And we, we talked about it in Discord. And a lot, a lot of our members had Richie Wierenski and were posting about it and thanking me and all that stuff, which is cool, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't have a secret weapon this week yet. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to just stay tuned in Discord and see, see where I'm at with the punt the punt secret weapon uh last thing outrights mm -hmm. abraham answer 50 to 1 gary woodland 33 to 1 daniel berger 40 to 1 i'm gonna scratch casey at 71 i actually don't like that Sergi, sergio at 80 to 1 in hv3 not to be confused with rg3 RG3, uh is 175 to 1 on DraftKings. so that's five outright bets you can make now, HV3 is coming off a missed cut. And remember the narrative I had for you last week. Mm -hmm. I said Varner's played his – this is his fifth tournament in a row. He even played that that charity match on, on that Wednesday, you know, before the last tournament. I told you he looked kind of tired. Well, here is this great ball striker missing the cut last week. So now that he missed the cut, he got Saturday and Sunday off. I think he is replenished, if you will. I understand how far down the narrative road I'm going here. But I actually at 7,100, yeah, do the sound. Do the, do the thing. No, I don't think that – I don't remember what it was. No, we'll, get it. we'll get it. We'll get it. All right. That's it. And then the last thing, TPC San Antonio Championship. I believe it's a Corn Ferry event. West Bryan at 25 to 1. If you have that bet to make, please bet West Bryan 25 to 1. It's sort of the offshoot TPC San Antonio golf tournament. Please make that bet, Wesley Bryan. He said, please, people. And he wins a lot of bets, as we know, because we talk about it all the time. And please, the Discord, everybody in the Discord chat, again, free for three days. You can hang out with Sia there. But he loves, loves, loves when you guys pat him on the back. Let's be very honest about that. So we will now bring in our friend Jim. He's been waiting in the wings for a couple minutes. So sorry, we, uh, sorry about that, Jim. But you look like you're about to go into a fight yourself, man. How, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Did you? How are you guys doing? Good? Good. Thanks for asking, good. buddy. Good, 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 I'm, good. All right. Jim, that's great. Uh, uh, I'm good because you won me a parlay in, in uh, UFC last Saturday. So thank you for that. Awesome, man. No problem. I'm glad I could help. Did you guys ever just like start like reading about something or get into something so much that you feel like you just become a part of it? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I'm just like ready to go right now. You know what I mean? So it's just, no, you're, you're I am so man? excited. Like I am. Oh my God, I'm ready. Let's I, go. When I, you remember this, Michael, when we first met Jim, yep. I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near this guy in a mm -hmm. back alley. And now he's coming on the live stream with boxing gloves on and a hoodie. Hey, hood yeah. I was right. He's, he's I'm ready. actually scared and I'm like thousands of miles away from him. Yep. It was hot. It was hot in there, but I was, I was doing my pre, my pregame there. I was, man, I was just jamming to music while you guys were talking PGA. I was getting my water in it too. Got to stay hydrated. You know what I mean? So, I mean, talking that fast, like you talk, holy crap, man, you got to drink a lot of water, right? There it is. Yes. There it is. Hey, just. Just because we talk fast doesn't mean you can make fun of us. Just speed I'm, your ears I'm a, up, man. Just I'm an auctioneer. <laughs> I'm an auctioneer. That's you my sound job. like it, man. Oh shit! The crap. The quarter. The quarter. Yes, Jim. What are you? I'm, what are you gonna do for the quarter? I'm gonna. I'm gonna can use twenty percent of it. Can you pick up the quarter with the boxing gloves? Hold up. Well, we have Jim on. He's going to tell us a little bit about UFC Fight Night that is happening tomorrow. He's also going to give us some LOL picks. We actually had a new video up on YouTube. So if anyone's watching on YouTube, go check out our buddy Ty's video uh, for the slate coming up this morning. So we're very excited about that. Should be a lot of fun. Um, and I guess Jim is degloving himself. Did you tape the gloves too? Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. 
It's amazing. All right, let's get this. Jim, all in. This guy's all in. UFC fight night coming up tomorrow. We got a nice card on a Wednesday. We're still on Fight Island. Tell me a little bit about it. What do do we got? And uh, how are you going to win see a a parlay this week? I am. He's going to ask me who I think is going to win, and I'm going to tell him, and that's how he's going to win. And it's going to be in Discord. It's going to be in Win Daily Discord. Get in there. We got everything. He's got golf. He's got everything. I got other things we got everything you got it we got it whatever picks plays whatever let's go but here's the thing we are gonna get in to round two of fight island okay not three i'm just kidding okay all right i'm done i'm done already but um but, but okay so round two and i'm gonna do the same thing i did is i'm gonna give you three of my favorite plays i'm gonna give you a value i'm gonna give you a locked in play and I'm going to give you the highest projected scoring play from my projections, from our projections at Win Daily that we have up there right now. That you get over there and you could get them. You could get them just like anybody else can. And they're up right now with another article for 23 cents. 23 cents. Oh, where'd it go? Oh. Oh, yeah. You took off your gloves. You can grab a quarter. Oh, I can grab it now. This guy. That's one. But membership, that's a membership right there. That's, membership that's right one there. membership like, right literally there. Literally, with change. Plenty, plenty more. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with a value right now. And you know what, though? This is like my favorite fighter in the world. So I'm going to let you guys, you probably can't even guess it. But it's a woman fighter. She is a dynamic, like, I'm going to destroy you type person like go right through you type person and guess what her name is meatball yes that is her oh, nickname she's molly meatball mccann 8200 on DraftKings, 14 dollars on fanduel and she's a favorite she, she's a favorite of the fight you're 14 on fanduel her last three fights she has produced over 100 DraftKings points in decision wins now she's in a spot where she could possibly come out with a TKO. I'm almost positive she's going to actually. Originally, I was thinking, you know, she's going to come out. You know, she she's going to come out. She, you know, Tala Santos. She's a newer fighter. This and that. But Santos does not look good. She looked okay. She she fought um, Romero Barella last time. She lost to her in a decision. It was a split decision, but she didn't look that good. She looked like a decent fighter who who who's not ready yet. And Meatball is going to come come over there and sauce her up. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I knew there was something coming. Yeah, out of something yeah, something there. I felt it. I felt but, it. You know, she she's also one of my favorite um, money line plays as well. One of my bets. Um, See, so you lock this in here because this is seriously one of my favorite ones. She is doing right, right now, now. She's she's minus one forty. And that's Molly Meatball McCann. She's minus one forty. Eighty two hundred on DraftKings. Fourteen dollars on FanDuel. Lock her in there. I love her. And you can't go wrong because with her price too, when you're building a lineup, you you can get pretty much anybody else you want to in there. And that's what's going to lead me into my locked in play. Another lock that I got, this is going to be in about 80% of my lineups. You ready? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Cosma Shemaev. I'm only going to say it once. He's he's 8,900 on DraftKings and $18 on FanDuel. He's 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 facing off against John Phillips. John Phillips is he's just a boxer. He he is it for to me when I watch him fight, that's all I see. All I see when I look at him is just a boxer. He he doesn't 
go for takedowns. He doesn't go for, you know, really much of anything. He doesn't go for nothing. Submissions, not, it's literally like he needs to stand there on the feet. Like, and that's the only way he's going to win. The problem there is Chimaev, he, he's undefeated as a professional fighter and he's making his UFC debut and he's six and zero right now as a professional fighter. But I feel like he should have been in the UFC before this. He's one of those fighters that just like he'll sit back and he'll watch his opponent. And then as soon as like they go to throw a nice like right hook or a right upper, they're going to leave their chin wide open and he's going to come over with the, the left. They'll just blast him right down. He's going to be out cold. He's going to be sleeping, snoring. And that's it. You know what I mean? And that's just bedtime. Give him a blanket. Good luck getting him back up for uh, the hand raising. But all right. And that's that's my number two guy. And I that's call that one. I'm going to call that one, and that one's going to be a first-round TKO. Mark my words. I see it coming, coming a mile away. And then we got <clears> – okay, let, let me – the last opponent – okay, let me clarify this to everybody. The last opponent's name was John Phillips. We're going after another Phillips right now and Aaron Phillips wow. because he is not good either. And, you know, it just might be a thing, but I don't know. But all I know is Jack Shore at 9400 $20, on DraftKings, $24 on FanDuel. He's a ridiculous money line favorite. I don't recommend, I mean, because anything could happen in UFC, I don't recommend laying $750 to win $100, bucks, but he's just that big of a favorite. And and you can't go wrong. He's He is my top scoring target of the entire slate. I think he, no matter what, is going to come out and just, his striking ability is just second to none. He could, he could beat the daylights out of you, and you don't even know what just hit you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just, you know, I had these gloves on, right? Well, it's gonna hurt a lot more than with a glove on from that guy because he's an animal. And just lock them in there. Lock those three in there and, and build around because right now what you're gonna have in this, a lot of people are looking at this fight card and they're like, "Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's this guy? Whatever." Get my projections. And go with it. Build your own lineup. Look at my projections. We got this. We got you. Make some money. We got Jack Shore. We got shit. Cosmot. Comzot. We got, and then we got some meatballs. You know what I mean? So those three right there, lock them bad boys in there. Come over. Get our projections. We're there. Just click a button. Come on. That's what we got for Fight Night Round 2. UFC Fight Night 172 Round 2. Come on over. We got sense. Everywhere. Oh man, I think he's looking for quarters. Not sure exactly what he's doing. No, we got pennies and quarters and everything everywhere. All right, I'm now I'm hot. You know what I'm saying? But I want to go exercise. I want to go lift some weights. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I got some weights. Get a bag. Right now, I just I feel like I just worked out. You know, Jesus, uh, you're incredible. All right, well let's um let's I guess take it let's take it down a notch for video games uh we'll talk a little lol right now uh Jim also does a lot of the projections for lol and when I say a lot I mean all of them so Jim is our uh jackknife or Swiss army knife jackknife I guess you're a jackknife too I I guess I'd characterize you as a gym knife Jim knife yeah that's nice I like Jimbo knife I think that might be real I think that was in Forrest Gump but so we have the locks for MMA we got you three couple bets then hop into the discord ask jim some more questions go get the projection models 23 cents for the first month that way you can just win an entire year back in in like a single night which is great so let's hop over to league of legends a little lol we'll go through the um the acronym olympics as cia likes to call it and tell me what you got there bud 
all right, I'm not even going to make it the acronym Olympics today. I'm going to make it so SIA could understand because Ooh. I've been saying this forever that I want you guys to at least just try to put in the lineup here, okay? One of these days, you know what I mean? Hey, hey I'll make a deal with you. Jim, tonight, tonight, I'll get into Discord and you help okay. me out with the lineup. How about that? Got you. Absolutely. Right. No problem. Cool. No problem. So what we're doing is we got, again, we got the two leagues. We got the LPL, the Chinese league and the LCK, uh, the Korean league, uh, the Korean league. We have a freak of freaks. That's a good name. I, I don't know why I like that name, name so much. Yeah. That's just a sweet a freak name. of freaks. Normally you just hear me call them AF, you know what I mean? But now that I just said their name, a freak of freaks, you know what I mean? It just sounds good, but they're playing Gen G esports. All right, Gen G esports just sounds like you're gonna you're gonna whooped. You know what I mean? Just buy, and that's literally what's gonna happen here too. Is Gen G esports? I'm trying not to make it the acronym Olympics, and it's hurting me right now, but I'm doing it for you. We appreciate it. <laughs> Gen G esports is minus three thirty five to win this best of three series, and they are even money at minus one point five games, which means. You're laying even money to saying the fact that they're going to win more than a, a game and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty that that's I like I like my odds there, especially with a team like that. So what I would do is my one of my favorite stacks going in is definitely Genji Esports. I'm going to use three or four guys. When I say a three or four man stack, that's what I mean. I'm going to use three or four of those guys from that team in one of my DFS lineups. Um. And that's who I'm going to target. I'm not going to use much of a freak of freaks, even though I love their name. name. Yeah, I really love that name. God. But but I'm going to focus on Genji. And then there's another LCK match, which is Team Dynamics, which is a good name. And then Damwon Gaming, which is is all right. You know what I'm saying? But not a freak of freaks. Not a freak of freaks. No. But, um, Team Dynamics versus Damwon Gaming. Damwon Gaming is is minus a thousand. Uh, I don't. I mean, I've seen teams lose that were huge favorites, and I remember being on air with you guys before, yep. and a minus four thousand favorite had just lost. And it doesn't happen too often. And a team like this, Team Dynamics, can beat them. I would say one out of ten times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm just gonna focus on Damwon Gaming there. And just kind of be done with it, do my three or four man stack and three or four players from that team and move on to the next. And then the next two games are going to be from the LPL, the Chinese league. They're the better league, you know what I'm saying? But you got E-Star versus Oh My God. And that is their name is Oh My God. And that is awesome, too. E-Star last year was a good team. Uh, This year, they're not so much. But they're a heavier favorite because I feel like one of the popularity things, like where you just they, people just know who they are, so they're just going to play them. In this situation, a lot of people think that oh my god, it's just a really bad team, and they're not. When I really feel like they're going to, which oh my god's minus one ten, East Star is minus one twenty five, pretty much a coin flip. But in that one, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with oh my god there, and I'm even though they're a slight underdog, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run with them. Same thing, three four man stacks, and then the last game you have JD Gaming versus Vici Gaming. JD Gaming is last season's champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now, I believe, they're in second or third place this year or this season. Uh, Vici Gaming, no, not good at all. Not good at all. I don't expect that. I don't want anyone to get cute. Anyone to think I think that they could win because I don't think that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I can't see the future, but uh, just don't get cute, especially if you're playing cash games. If you're playing cash games, anybody out there, try to focus on um, Damlon Gaming, a minus, minus 1,000 favorite, and Genji Esports. And then right after that, I would focus on JD Gaming. Those three teams, those three teams for you could build the two stacks mm-hmm. out of those three teams. You know what I'm saying? But, um, <laughs> but no, like focus on those. Don't get cute. GPPs, big tournaments, of course, you're going to have to get cute. But there's no reason to get cute there. I would say focus on those teams that I just told you guys. Put three or four players in each one of them. Make sure you have the right starters, which we have in Discord all the time. I also post them on Twitter and Discord again and all over the place. And yeah, and that's what I got for that. And I feel like that no matter what, like we're gonna come out winners tonight. You know what I mean? So, and I, I just want a lot of people to be there. I want, I want, I want to teach, uh, I want to teach newbies how to build lineups. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I mean, I figure like I'm ready to rock and roll. I wish the fights were right now, and I wish I could. Yeah, just, I was like, just gonna be, say, I wish it was UFC night right now. Well, me too. I'm so, over here, I'm like, so like, like amped because of Jim. Jim. Also, like I want. You know, also, I want a lot of drink three bottles of water. <laughs> good, drinking water, hydrating. We already talked about it. Hydrating is very good. Yes, uh, Sia won a bunch of money with Jim last week, so we do appreciate the hell out of him. So, Jim, where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me twenty four seven in our Win Daily Discord, or you can find me at J Thompson DFS. No P and Thompson on Twitter. You can message me there. You could get the information about the 23 cents deal there. You could get the information about the 23 cents deal from one daily itself on Twitter. You could even pop into our discord and our free members chat and ask about the 23 cents plan there. And we got you no matter what we got plays. We got things going 24 seven, just like C was talking about. We got PGA going, we got NBA coming up, MLB. We got hockey. Eventually we got, we got the world to offer. Get over here and take your piece of the world. The world. Yeah. Yes. Also, just side note, if you don't, he's going to beat you up yes. with those boxing gloves. Also, so, he's going to beat Sia up because Sia doesn't like Josh Allen. All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate like your time. Josh Allen. Always. Appreciate fine. your time as always. And All we right. will uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thank you. See you, buddy. Later. Love it. Love it. Love it. So that, Jim, I mean, he's just the best, man. I love him. He is so that was in, That was an incredible performance. It really I'm, was. It really was, I'm man. Pretty amped, literally. Like, and I don't even say the word amped. I'm so amped. I'm using the word amped. Yeah, look at you getting all hyphy and shit. So, a uh, couple things um, that um, one actually makes me really sad. Jacob Degrom just left his start early from the Mets intra squad game. So, take the under on the Mets this season because it's a back injury. It doesn't uh, at least you know us Mets fans. We're I've gotten a message already from Brian. Um, Brian Tulloch, Tulloch Sports here at Win Daily, also from Jason, obviously our founder and our friend. Um, they're already messaging me, and I'm just not going to read them yet because I uh, already noticeably am much more depressed than I was about five minutes ago. Also, I think Justin might have fell asleep, so I'm going to call him on air right now, tell him <laughs> to get his ass over here because we have to talk about the Fast and the Furious. So, Sia, if you want to handle talking for a couple minutes while I see what happens over here, I mean, Okay. Uh, no, that's that's actually a good idea because I need to set up the, the whole Fast and Furious what? scenario. So, okay. So for anybody <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, um, Chris Cody from the Dan Levitard show, he kind of he kind of came into our live chat during one of the live streams like three weeks ago, and 
Michael mispronounced his name. He called him Chris Cote. And Michael's cousin, who apparently fell asleep, uh, Justin, is it? It's Justin, right? That's yep, his name. He's coming on right now. Sorry, Jim, so, I got to kick you. So, so Justin uh, decided, hey, wouldn't it be great if we just gave Michael – what's up, Justin? What's going on? So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the lead up to why you guys had to watch nine Fast and Furious got movies to. in a row. Yeah. to watch all nine Fast and Furious. Why you had the opportunity to watch uh, nine Fast. So, so anyway, the short of it is, is Justin came up with the idea, hey, why don't we do a grid of death punishment? And it turns out that Chris Cody had a grid of death punishment pending, and it was to watch all nine Fast and Furious movies within a 48-hour period. Uh, lo and behold, you guys decided to do it in a 24-hour period, <laughs> and that was this last Sunday. And part of the con- one of the conditions of you watching it was that you had to live stream it. So for uh, you're going to tell me how many hours you guys were doing it, but for that min- number of hours, you were literally live streaming you guys watching the Fast and Furious marathon style, all nine movies. So yes. who wants to start? Tell me about it. Um, well, I'll just say the live stream was 17 over 17 hours long. I think about 17 like. 18, 19 minutes. We started at eight o'clock in the morning, almost on the dot. I actually think we started the first movie at 8.01 in the morning, watched all of them around probably about halfway through seven. I turned to Justin. I said, I really don't want to watch Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> and he said, no, we got to watch it. And I said, shit. All right. And then, and then we I watched, fell asleep. <laughs> seven, we watched all of eight. Justin fell asleep for about a half a second. Yeah. I quickly slapped him to wake him up. But Justin, how how was your experience, man? I mean, Justin loves the Fast and the Furious movies. So let's just put that out there. How much fun did you have? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was probably the greatest Sunday of my life. And I've, I've, I've gone through many Sundays being a Jaguars <laughs> fan. So I, I've yeah, had some man. incredible Sundays in the past 10 years. Uh, but no, I mean, I truly enjoyed the Fast and Furious franchise. I was actually just watching the seventh one right now. It's on TV. So I was just watching it and uh, still love it. I mean, it was, it was fun. I was, I'm glad I had Mike to go with me. Cause like once we got to Hobbs and Shaw, I was, I was starting to nod off a little bit. Even that cup of coffee we drank during seven and didn't do anything. Yeah, we had probably so, had our last cup of coffee around like eight, nine o'clock at night just to make sure we could finish the rest of the movies. So I got to say, on I, I guess it was Twitch. I, I kept coming in to just kind of see how you guys were doing. I got to be honest. So well, first of all, how many hours total was it? Seventeen and change. Uh, a little over seventeen. Yeah. So the entire time, you guys seemed like kind of peppy and like into <laughs> it. You guys were even like talking about the movie, like kind of just like oh, you know, like just like using the lingo from the movie. And and I I actually couldn't believe how your mood sustained itself for that period of time. Well, so here's my favorite thing about the Fast and Furious franchise. While it is nine movies, I mean, it's technically eight, and then they have the spinoff with, you know, more coming. The first three movies are completely different than the next three movies, which are completely different than the next three movies. So you're really watching... And it was really cool because the whole time, like I knew in seven, I was going to cry uh, because of <laughs> Walker and we literally just spent an entire day with the guy and then he dies and then they pretend he doesn't. So that's like a whole weird thing that they did. But and they replaced it, him with his brother. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. It was really weird. But I just like seeing the progression of them. Literally, I, I wrote it down. They um, in the first movie, they were looking for six million dollars, one point two million in cash, four point eight million dollars in DVD players and digital cameras. So that is the first movie. Uh, Paul Walker plays like this undercover cop kind of guy. And, and they're all just like doing like shady car stuff. And then you kind of watch them turn into it's then the next three, like four, five, six are all these like pretty cool heist movies. And then seven, eight Hobbs and Shaw, they just become international super spies that are practically superheroes at this point and nothing can stop them. So watching the progression of this was actually kind of funny because we were literally at one point. We're just like, do you remember in like number two when 
they just kind of like Eva Mendez was there and she's like, oh, this guy has a couple drugs. Like, let's watch out. And yep. now it's just like they're trying to take down like this international like ring of spies kind of thing. It's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, as I said, Justin loves these movies. So, Justin, I mean, sincerely, what's your favorite one? I got to ask, what is your favorite one? It's still the seventh one. And I uh, granted it, it might be a little bit because of the whole Paul Walker thing. I mean, we were all obviously saddened when it did happen Um back i think it was like 2013 2014 i remember we were in college we were at records at the time and uh I, I don't know there's just something about it how like the phases it goes when they're 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 falling out of the sky from the plane and they have these giant parachutes on the cars and they just land and it's just like where like how do they write this like where do they come up with this stuff it's like yeah let's just try and come up with something on the top of our head and then let's just go with it so i mean that's yeah that's that's the one that i like so I don't know. What about you guys? Uh, see, have you seen all of them, so, or do you just watch it through our eyes? <laughs> yes, I'm. <laughs> I, I more watched it through your eyes than I've actually seen the movies because I've only seen parts of. I think I actually saw the entire one where the one that Paul Walker had passed away and they weren't even able to finish the movie with him. I mean, that's sort of how it went. Right. Yeah. So I watched that one because honestly, I mean, I, you know, I wasn't a Paul Walker fan per se, but the story was so tragic that like, that was the one I definitely wanted to watch. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it seemed like a pretty cool franchise. I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't really have anything like bad to say about it. So, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be doing a marathon anytime soon, but uh, I get it. I get, <laughs> I get what, well, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm really curious about is um, if there's another if you if you screw up again, Michael, and there's another grid of death punishment that Chris wants to bestow upon you. <laughs> so I'm waiting for that moment. Well, right. just because Justin volunteered me for the first one, don't worry, he's coming along with me for the second one. I promise you that. Yeah, and I'm hoping. I mean, we actually got really lucky with that grid of death, grid of death punishment because I've seen some of the other things that they've done that Dan Levitard show. I'm like, wow, these guys are just insane. But I'm hoping the next one is to like eat like 20 brats in one day because I think that Mike and I can definitely mm -hmm. do that. Yeah, actually, we'll can... probably end up doing that this weekend. Yeah, but... <laughs> probably like tomorrow night we might each eat 20 uh, 20 bratwursts because they're our favorite, and that's too easy. But no, man. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I didn't want to tell anybody going into it because. I think it might ruin it, but I love the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it really wasn't until like, <laughs> like the crying part of number seven, which I think at that point was like 14 hours in or whatever the number was like that. I was kind of just like, all right, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like now I'm just, I, I became brain dead. I started thinking as if I was Dominic Toretto for a little while, like <laughs> my entire day yesterday, my entire Monday, no joke. I, I felt just completely out of whack because I've just been these sustained, you know, 17 hours of just pure adrenaline pumping through my veins. And it all was just gone yesterday. I had nothing, nothing can bring me up. Nothing can get me excited. So it was pretty sad. So, so, so let me ask you when it was done, like the lat when Hobbs and Shaw was done, what was the, like, did you guys like say anything to each other? Was it understood that you guys were going to bed? <laughs> did, did you guys talk about what you had just done or accomplished? Like what happened in that moment? I think we legitimately shook hands, uh, waved to the camera, and then <laughs> yeah. just just went to sleep like that. Did you really shake like, hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did it. At the very end. Seventeen straight hours, man. It's oh, it's that's camera, amazing. Yep. So <laughs> I love that you did that. I had to wake up at six thirty for work, so it was like it was like two, I think, when I finally yeah, actually fell asleep. Right so right I was I was already cursing Mike's name, and I'm sure you couldn't hear me, but <laughs> no, I was asleep. The dogs were actually barking. Yeah, so I, I, I heard them at five in the morning, so that yeah, was that fun. was that was fun. So yeah, it was uh, it was incredible. Um, I'm glad we did it, and I never ever want to do it again. Uh, oh, I'm down. Yeah, no, Sia, you you and Justin, Justin, invite Sia next time you do it. How's that sound? Would go you, down, wait, go down we... to Florida. Go down let's Florida. pick it let's pick a different franchise like i mean i might be down with a different franchise like but... the lord of the rings extended version and then harry potter back-to-back -back day saturday sunday nice. <laughs> yeah i'm out i'm out yeah <laughs>
thought we were going to get him. I'm so right. busy. All right. How about the history of the Jaguars? And you can become like a sad Jaguars fan on the side. Oh, me. that'd be fun. Oh, I'm actually glad you brought that up. So what was sort of like as a Jaguars fan, okay. you know, I'm a Redskins fan or Washington fan. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I. Yeah. So I have like the days of like, you know, I'm old enough to, you know, the 87 Super Bowl, the 91 Super Bowl, like we were like really good ones. So what what is as a Jags fan, what was like the pinnacle time? Was it the Brunel days? Was it the MJD days? Was it when Matt Jones was good for a second? You were like, oh, my God, no. we got this time in the go. No, he, he was he was hopping up way too much cocaine. He was never yes. the only time he was good was in Madden 2006. That was the only time he was ever anything that was any kind of decent. Um. The pinnacle. Well, the 2017 run was my, by far my favorite because I mean it was oh. I was obviously the most present during it. Like 06 was great because I mean I love when they went Mercedes Lewis, Maurice Jones, Drew back to back UCLA boys. Let's just go. And all of a sudden it was like you still had Fred Taylor at the same time. David Garrar was kind of like this. Uh, he was a bend don't break kind of a quarterback, and it really worked out for the Jaguars. And that defense was was pretty spectacular. Um, but I would definitely say that 17 season just because of. It was so unexpected. It's like all of a sudden, like these 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 guys, like Calais Campbell comes in, Malik Jackson comes in, and all of a sudden, like this team just kind of like build out of nothing. And then you had the boat running everything, and then the boat. ultimately he 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 boated it into the ground, like we knew he would. But um, I, I already miss Jalen Ramsey. I miss I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna miss Yannick Ngakwe. I'm gonna miss all those guys. But I, I do love that '99 run because they were 14 and two that season. Should have been 16 and 0. The only reason they lost to the Titans three times that year is because the Titans stole the Jaguars playbook, and that's a fact. Wow. Yes, mm-hmm. a fact. Yep. Write that one down. It's, that. It, no, I was reading about it the other day. Again, it, it keeps oh. coming up on my Twitter feed. I'm always. Yeah. Well, everything that our grandma posts on the internet is true too. So you, I mean, you have to. Admit it. Uh, no, it was, really... it, was, it was Greg Williams, the guy who did started Bounty Gate. He was the one who sold the Jaguars offensive playbook, and then he went to go to the Titans to play the uh, defense coordinator. Wow, Man. we gotta we gotta flush this out. This is yeah. like this might be his whole separate podcast. That's I'm sure we this might be an entire series right here. See, Eight, eighteen is... hours. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and that is why, gentlemen, um, Justin, one of Justin's favorite Sundays ever, was watching seventeen straight hours of the Fast and the Furious. There was actually only one point in time where we were not watching Fast and the Furious, and that was to <laughs> figure out if we had to rent one of the movies or not. And then we realized mm-hmm. we just had to rent it, so then we just went there. Uh, so it was a legitimate, probably like a six minute stretch, seven minute stretch where a fast and the furious movie was not on the TV at the time. So I'm, I'm very, so, proud of so, I'm very impressed. Let me get this straight. So you had to watch nine movies in a row in 17 hours as got a punishment. To, got to, yeah, oh, got to. you, you had the you opportunity can't say that to Chris Cody. He'll be mad. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, but, but you were also out of pocket. Uh, yeah, about yeah. 15 bucks. Well, I, the problem is I, I own three, four of them. One of them's I own the first one on VHS, but Michael didn't, his, his, his fiance, his family didn't own a VHS player. So we couldn't watch that one. The, audacity. Um, it's not 1975. the, the other three that I had, <laughs> um, were extended versions and Mike said, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're not extending. We're not extending this by an hour and a half. I think, you know, I'm not going to go out on a limb there. Uh, I think it's okay, but, um, awesome. Well, this was, this is a lot of fun. Got to relive uh, a great moment this weekend. And now obviously see, as you said, I will not be with us on Thursday. Justin and I are going away on my bachelor party along with, mm-hmm. uh, 10 of our other friends, which should be an absolute blast. So we're very excited about that. But Justin, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, at J Razzle 81. Razzle spell with two Z's. Yeah. A Z, maybe eight sixes. Sia, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, At Sia Najad. That's at S I A N E J A D. 
Bills fans, Eagles fans, Falcons fans. Um, you didn't Jaguars. actually slander the Jaguars. So, no. You uh, can't. Sia, Sia is running a list of teams that he's <laughs> pissing off. So, he hasn't he hasn't pissed off the Jags yet, but I'm sure it's coming over the season. Um, I am at Michael Raziel 1 uh, for Big Jim, Incredible Jim, for Nick Sticks Picks, where we're going to win a lot of money this year. 23-cent promo still going on at Wind Daily Sports. I hope you all make it a very profitable night. 